Welcome to another episode of Million Dollar Stories. I am with a man who is uh, crushing the game of business just like he crushes in tennis. His name is RJ Pepino, and uh, he's got a cool story for you guys today. So uh, sit back, relax, grab a beer. If you are one of the Irish folk out there celebrating St. Paddy's Day, happy St. Paddy's Day, everyone. And uh, RJ Pepino, thanks for being here, man, on a uh, special holiday. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't even know it was uh, St. Patty's Day until we had this conversation wearing green um, in the office. I'm like, all right, I know we just talked about it in the call because um, we have our, our Monday call and, and someone, my sales manager who happens to be Irish, but hey, I'm wearing some green. We all got to wear green. I just have no concept of, of that because I don't really, you know, I'm not Irish, but um, it is a day that in the past I used to just forget about <laughs> yeah. what you mean you used to go crazy into the bar scenes like I did yeah right that was a previous previous life a previous RJ um now my my days are filled with you know conversations like this conversations with my team my family um and it's just so narrow focused that sometimes you forget that hey this is kind of a thing you forgot this you know but hey I'm not not complaining um I, I don't even, um, I, you know, you and I talked about this. I don't even drink that much anymore. No. And it's, it's all right. You know, like I have certain goals with fitness and my mindset and I, I just can't get in the way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. We were is, sitting there. We were sitting there. I have coffee. I'm, I'm, I'm only about coffee and water, but we were sitting there at the event and other people were drinking, by the way, I'm not against anybody who drinks. Right. I just, I know what's best for me. And that's probably what you're saying too, is like, you know what creates the greatest output. And anytime you decrease from that, you probably feel like shit in the morning. Plus, you have your family, you got your business, you have people who are relying on you. And if you don't live up to that potential, you kind of are letting up or letting down other people. Dr drugs, I don't do any drugs, alcohol, all that. Some people can control it, but I can't. So I realized what creates the best version of myself is to go water and coffee and that sounds boring as hell, but that's what usually gets me to the finish line. Is that the same way with you? So I'm I'm a water coffee. I really like seltzer waters because it gets you full, and I love to eat. And so <laughs> the uh, that's part of my culture. I'm Filipino, so you know we love to eat. So this this kind of stabilizes, keeps me more full in between meals. It gets that you know carbonation that I used to love from sodas and. Oh. You know, Seltzer, um, uh, hard seltzers and beers and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of my new thing. Um, it doesn't keep me super hydrated, so definitely still drink water. Uh, but I'm I'm coffee. I take this pre workout that it literally like opens my my whole being. Like I don't know what it is, but I'm so focused when I take this pre workout. So I had a little bit of that today. Uh, so I'm I'm juiced up. I got to slow down because I'm gonna start sweating here. You know what I mean? You looked at me at the event. You're like, wait a second. Tell me what you eat for breakfast. I'm like two eggs and two pieces of toast. He goes, so wait, you just like starve yourself to death. Is that what, is that what you do? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I do. Uh, so yeah, my diet is um, way different than it used to be. I used to be all about chocolate milk and orange juice. And guys, if you're not familiar with the DM Alliance, that's how RJ and uh, myself, we know each other. Uh, we met a man named Fraser Bailey in there. He's talking about health constantly. And what you listen to pretty much, whether you want to or not, sinks into your DNA and you just start to live by it. So 
be careful who you're listening to. I do like to listen to people who know a hell of a lot more about health than me, because even if I don't understand 99% of it, at least one or 2% sinks in every couple of weeks. And I'm like, all right, time to make some changes. I'm assuming that Fraser Bailey, the DM Alliance has completely, you know, changed your patterns of behavior. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. Um, he he reminded me a lot about some of the stuff that I already knew, and then added some more flavor in in what he um, talks about. One of the things that I've implemented is that um, even like ten to fifteen minutes spurts of work workouts matter. You know, getting your heart rate up. Um, my ten to fifteen minutes <clears throat> used to be forty five hour and a half. I don't have that now because of. Um, kids in that season, I'm in that season of life that I'm not getting a lot of sleep. I don't have a lot of time for myself. It's, you know, pounding so hard at this uh, business and creation and building teams and getting them motivated that I come home and I go right into daddy mode. And it's, I don't have a lot of time because I have a, you know, seven month old that's keeping us up at night. What I got to do is I got to find these like 10, 15 minute, you know, sometimes I'm working out literally off the side of the kitchen, getting, you know, activating my legs, getting my heart rate up while they're playing, right? All you, you can get a lot of work done with a 50 pound dumbbell and some, and just your body weight. And oh, so yeah. that figured out, we figured out these little like hacks and he's really good at that. Um, so I've been doing these 10 to 15 minute workouts today. I was, you know, I, I was able to get in a um, half an hour workout. Um, and one of the, one of the things he told me that, um, you know, I, I do now is like, look, sometimes you don't really have to go high intensely all the time. You can do a, uh, I have a treadmill at home. So I'll do like a incline of 12 with a speed of three and a half. And I'm just walking and I can take my calls and, you know, have that steady pace of a half an hour. And I'm sweating. Like I, I felt like I did a really, you know, hard workout. Um, but it's, Something easy like that, where typically I'm taking my calls and I'm just kind of sitting down like this, you know, sedentary. Um, so he's like, yeah, get, you can get these in throughout your day. Just incorporate a little bit more movement, a little bit more strategy um, with um, um, his ideas. So I really like that. And then obviously there's the the biggest part of it is, is your uh, is your diet. So he gives you some really good insight onto what to eat, why not to eat this, get your blood taken, you know, exactly. I'm on that. I have to do that. Yes, that is one thing. I just don't want to go somewhere for someone to stick a needle in me to take blood. I just don't trust anybody. I'm one of those guys nowadays. So it's the only reason why I'm holding off, Frazier. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good to have those, ty- those type of people around you that that's their focus and that's their specialty. And you can lean on that relationship to whenever you're kind of, um, you know, it's like up and downs, you know, so you have somebody to talk to and say, hey, I need to get back on track. And he's got a, he's, you should follow this guy. He's got a lot of good content out there um, that talks about um, how to do that, how to get back on track. If you've fallen off, you know, like, you know, there's, there's certain times where you're like, okay, you, you start going back to some bad habits and you can quickly snap into it, back into it when, uh, so um, he's got a lot of good strategies for that. Yeah. The DM Alliance definitely changed me. Uh, I got to meet so many cool people. I think it's one of the most synergist, synergistic is probably the best word I could put, uh, groups that I'm a part of, you know, there's so many people who there's like even groups within groups, right? There's people who are like talking with each other constantly. I don't see that in every group that I'm a part of. I'm a part of like 10, probably. I don't see that, uh, that bond that's built, uh, like, uh, like I see in the DM Alliance. So maybe you can attest to that too, but, but what we're here for 
is this book right here. Game, set, match, guys. If you want to get a copy of this, go to rjpapino.com. He puts out this book, and it's really about tying in how business is like a sport. And uh, you have a unique journey in here. You talk a little bit about how tennis equals uh, business. How do you equate the two? How is business like a sport? What got you into it? And how did you start to see the uh, similar uh, aspects from sport to business? Yeah, good question. Um, and and you, if you get the book, it's, uh, it's free. Um, just pay for the shipping and handling. And um, I tell my story of how I, I came up with you know, we're first generation um, Filipino family, um, didn't come from a lot of money, but we had a lot of work ethic and um, smarts, book smarts. And so, you know, my family came in and <clears throat> we we're just lucky to be born here. I was lucky to be born here because of all the opportunity. Getting that citizenship was important. I spent a lot of time going back home to the Philippines and then came back in 88. And, um, you know, my parents really showed me all like the the hard work principles of putting in the time and work and getting your um, degree was a big thing to them. On top of that, um, they wanted us to really pick some sort of like uh, activity, which was for me, it was, it was really, it was uh, soccer, tennis, and basketball. And it just so happened that tennis was a sport that I could excel in. I got really good at it. um, And when I was 16, I learned how to, to win. I, they during that process of, of figuring it out, there was times where you get yeah I had to get up at five I hate that five o'clock get up boom get 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 balls in it was thirty or forty degree weather the jackets on you know it's like because we didn't have money to just go into a club back then we just we were out in the streets sometimes it was like kind of dark <laughs> we're wow. out there practicing you know um, were your neighbors and, like who the hell moved in next door playing tennis at five in the morning you know what I mean so. <laughs> we had to do we had to get the reps in um and you know that it's very similar to to business you, you got to put the reps in you got to make the phone calls you got to um do the you know in, in my business which is real estate you have to um, do the analyzations um to due diligence making sure that this is a deal you got to go through that right eventually that because that is the work the work isn't just like oh well the property is going to be uh the, the property comes in a motivated seller comes in and you just sell the deal. Now there's actually work involved in that. Just like in, uh, in sports, you got to put in the reps, you get better at practicing. Now, one of the things that um, we did today with the team is we, we practice how we're making an offer. Just like in tennis, you practice your serve. So the more reps you put in, um, the better you're going to get. It's going to be ugly at first, always, but you get better. You start adjusting, you start um, picking up things and then you got to go out there and execute, fail, but you get closer to success, fail, you get closer to success, you succeed, you got to adjust, go back. There's always that back and forth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was really good at tennis, super grateful for my parents to make it work. I don't even know how they made it. I mean, they, well, I do. They worked uh, two, sometimes three jobs to make it work. Um, and we didn't have a lot of money. So we, you know, we practiced when we could five o'clock in the morning or right after school didn't really have that much of a social life. But when you're committed to something like that, you're going to do whatever it takes, you know? And that's what one thing my, um, my dad really instilled is like, look, you, you have an opportunity here. Um, you can get school paid for, 
if you work really hard and make it to states. Now is the biggest thing in, the, in high school is to get to the state championships because that's where everybody's looking at you to go to that next level, which is college. You know, and so um, I did that. I still played a lot on the weekends, missed a lot of that social life. Um, you know, all the stuff that happens in high school wasn't really part of that. And it was just a sacrifice thing that you have to put in the time to, to go in and get into those tournaments, work on your game. Um, similar to business, you got to sometimes stop going to the bar. <laughs> stop going to the bar. You know, turn, stop watching TV, stop watching the news. You got to literally just focus and work for um, seasons in your life because at the end of that um, comes a scholarship. And I got a full ride to go play at um, Youngstown State. Thank God for that. Um, wow. Because a lot there to be number one to be on my own that was a huge thing for me because i've always i've always kind of relied on the family so i was on my own and i had to grow up pretty quickly youngstown compared to where i was living was a completely different environment you know um in a sense that you know it was a little bit of a rougher town um the university is great but when you start stepping foot out of there it's like ooh, where am i you know um so I stayed close to what I knew, which was um, training and getting my studies in um, and kind of really uh, leaning into that community, that, that, that athletic, athletic community there, because they had, uh, that's also a school known for their football. Um, so I, I did that, you know, I was, you know, basically working towards the next level of that, which is to go pro. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I can do this. I, this is, I got, this is the, the most training I've ever had. I'm playing against people that are a lot better than me. And um, I played my best tennis when I was in my third year there. I went up against the number one guy from Ohio State and got spanked. <laughs> but I was holding my own. Um, I managed to, to win like three games. And, you know, after that, I'm like, okay, I know what the next level is. That, like, I... I got to go and get more training and work on my foot speed. And like, you know, I had to be able to make these transitions. And, and so I started going down that path, but what blocked me from that was money. I didn't have any money. And so I'm like, all right, well, that's either I can go and hack it out and figure it out down in Florida. That's where most of these minor league tournaments are where I can go get, get, make some money. And I had my first taste of a sales job because I was looking around, talking to friends and asking them what they were doing. And um, most of my friends at that point in time were, were selling, making good money, you know? And I'm like, all right, let me try this out. So what did I do? I, I read a lot of um, amazing, you know, sales books. And um, also one of the things that I talk about in the book is like, you got to model success. So I found somebody that was really amazing at sales in that store that I was um, that I happened to get a job at and I was a, a wireless store that at the time was singular. Um, and I'm like, all right, I got to study this guy. He's, he's pulling all kinds of sales a month. I'm like, what's he saying? You know, like, how's he moving? How's he interacting? How's he like, what's his presentation? You know? And I would listen to it and I'd go back and be like, all right, I'm going to go and execute. I, and I did that so many times. Oh, I failed. Wait, wait like so many times. And it took me about a, like a month and a half to finally get it down. But once I got it down, <clears throat> I was, it was just a competition at that point. And we we're in the same store. And so it was me and him always kind of, 
you know, once I figured it out, what the speech was, what, what his, like, what he was doing, and I would emulate it and make it my own. And that's what happened. I, I quickly, quickly rose to um, one and two, it'd be back and forth between me and him. What did you notice more than anything? What was he doing? Was he asking questions? Was he sincere? Was he quick? Was he very articulate? What'd you notice? He, he would assumptively close people, assumptively close. And that was my thing. I'm like, wow, he's just going for it right off the bat. Like he's coming in. Uh, it was more of inbound selling, consultative a little bit, and then going for the close. And really, um, the, the, the way that he was, um, it was a little bit of speed, right? Yeah. Chapter one. That's what this is. And then it was how he explained it made sense to them. So it was, it was not complicating anything at all. So it was speed, keeping it simple. Right. And then he was just a, you know, he would, he'd close anything. He was just more like, like taking them down to the process, like already assuming that they came in and they wanted to sign up. They're buyers. Um, what you're saying is that rather than worry if they're going to say yes or no, he's saying, oh, you're a buyer. And because I have the solution and I'm going to solve your problem, you're going to buy from me. Yeah. And it was that air of confidence. Um, you, you, you heard it in his, um, there was no, literally people had to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because he was literally walking them down through. They'd come in, um, the, 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 you know, the person would come in and their phone would be broken or whatever. He'd fix it and be like, hey, let's go look at this uh, couple, um, couple phones over here. It's similar to what you have. It's just a little upgraded phone. And then he'd go through it and be like, all right, which one do you want? Black one or the red one? And like, all right, let's just go with the black one. <laughs> you know, uh, let's go pull out that credit card. All right, let's rock. Yeah, it's like I noticed you got a couple extra lines. You, uh, you let's get a couple more lines in there. You got this phone here, that phone there. Boom! It's just like, man, that's I just turned one sale into three right there. <laughs> well, I saw that because that's what really helped me in tennis was modeling after successful people, and I still look at things today. Like I'll see some um, videos on either YouTube or. You know, because I still play tennis and I'm like, all right, let me try that when I get to the court. I saw how he did that with his footing and his um, space between the ball and the racket. Then I'll go try it out. Right. And it's similar to, to, to business and, and real estate. You get access to certain strategies, um, concepts and uh, tools, and then you go out there and you use it. And then you either succeed, you fail. You know, and then you come back and you're like, okay, I can do this better. And then you go out and execute again, succeed or fail, get a little bit better and succeed. Like it's, you're getting closer to success. The more you implement something that you see and you, you model that's chapter, that's chapter one in my book. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> What's gotten me here today. How, how did you go from sales to real estate? What, what made you fall in love with the real estate world? Because I read rich dad, poor dad. I keep that on my desk at all times. And that got me into real estate. I, I, it's not my true love, but I know that that is a vehicle. Did you read a book that got you into real estate? Did you see someone or did you just fall in love? Was it this? It was this book. That's right. So, okay. Look on my, I mean, this book is such a game changer for so many people. Yeah, so you, did you get right into um, uh, wholesale real estate like most people? No, I, I did it in reverse. I um, I got into rehabbing and I failed at my very first house, which I actually had to give it back. Um, that house, which I lived in, um, I was the, the plan was because after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, 
I got a call from my brother. He's like, this is amazing, amazing book. You got to read it. And I'm like, yeah, this is the vehicle. And lot that's heavily, it's heavily real estate in that book and owning assets. I'm like, all right, so how do, what, what do I got to do? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, we, we can get this house. Like he had an inside lead on a house. Uh, mind you, this is like seven, oh eight, that era where it's about to crash. And um, I'm like, all right, so what do we got to do? We got to just rehab the house. Like I read the book. We went to the three days, you know, uh, boot camp thing. We get this like this this thick guide of real estate. Like it's a, I still have it today um, at home in my uh, my library. But it's it's literally a guide. It talks about wholesaling, rehabbing, um, property management. It's awesome. Still a good book today. All the principles work, right? So I read it. And I'm like, all right, we got to buy a house and rehab it. And then we sell it and make the profit. And I'm like, all right, well, we got to find the house. Which house are we going to buy? Well, it just so happened that his, uh, my brother's um, at the time boss um, was a rehabber. And so we were going to get some, um, uh, you know, some tips and stuff from him. And we ended up buying one of his houses. Well, right as, and I used my own, um, I used a loan. It was my FHA loan at that time. I did and, too. And I'm like, like, wow, I only have to put like, you know, nothing down. Like it was covered in the closing costs and, you know, all that. So I didn't really put that much down. It, it, it was, we get approved. I had at that point, I had like 700 credit score. Um, so I got the best terms. Um, and then I was going to use, I had put, um, saved a bunch of money from the sales uh, job and I was going to use some of that to rehab the house. Meanwhile, thinking that, Hey, this guy's going to help us. Right. Cause he's, my brother's boss and they have a good relationship. Well, concurrently, while the, I bought the house using my loan and then what happened in 08 was it crashed. So I bought that house at a price where I shouldn't have because I didn't know it was going to crash. I had no idea. It's my first house. So I'm like, oh God. So I bought this house. We started rehabbing it. Um, I had no clue what I was doing. No idea. No idea. I don't know. I didn't know how to tile paint i mean paint okay so you're gonna paint but whatever you know like i'm not a painter bathroom remodel windows i mean it was livable but the kitchen was outdated we had it was an old house built in 1930 and we were all living there me my brother um and uh and his girlfriend at that point so we're living in this house and we're looking at each other like what's next let's talk to your boss and see if he can help us out well at that point in time, him and his boss were having a, a big falling out. Um, the market was tanking. A lot of things were going on. Um, and it ended up that uh, my brother was going to be leaving that company. And so that relationship right there, that mentor was going to help me with that house, us, done, right? Oh. Done. I got a little bit of tips from him, but it was like, hey, you got to get a contractor. They got to give you a bid. And um, that was it. No, no, like... You know, what I know now, you know, good luck, kid. <laughs> yeah. So I get this house, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, we got to get this thing remodeled. What am I going to do? Like, oh man. I go right on a YouTube. I go actually on Google trying to figure stuff out. I'm like, I got this house, but no idea how to rehab houses. I just stumbled upon somebody that was doing flipping houses without using your money or credit or anything. And I'm like, whoa, how are you doing that? You know, well, this term back then 
um, was coined like quick flipping and wholesaling. And this is back in 08, where nobody was really on the map yet about this. It just started to kind of get big and everyone's like marketing it. Um, so I'm like, okay, so this guy can t- show me how to flip a house without even owning it. Meanwhile, I'm like, well, I own this house. I wonder if I can use strategies in here to flip it, right? I'm like, all right, so let me, let me just, let me, let me do this. So let me get some coaching from this guy. I see the concept, finding fixer upper houses. Mine's a fixer upper house. So going in there, I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe I could wholesale my house. Well, um, mind you, I bought it for way too much. The market tanked. And like in Ohio, um, you know, the market, we have a pretty stable economy. So it did, prices went down, but nothing crazy like Arizona. Yeah. Right. Florida. So I wasn't in bad shape, right? I just didn't buy it right. No one in their right mind was going to buy my price. And at the price that I needed to pay back my loan and then come out of it whole. So I'm figuring out. So I, I joined the program, online coach, and uh, I go through his stuff. And he's like, all right, you got to put bandit signs out. You got to get the phone ringing. And I'm like, okay. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm also focusing on like how to comp properties, how to figure out if you have a good deal or not. And then his strategy, and I'm looking at what the comps are in the area. I'm like, I bought this house. Right. What am I going to do? So I'm like, all right, well, I got to wholesale houses so I can generate some cash. And um, I'm going to probably have to let this house go because I can't rehab it. I don't want to rehab it. I want to do this wholesaling thing, come whole again, and then basically start over. And that's what I did. So I learned how to wholesale. How to, with this guy, online guy, learned how to find market to deals, find motivated sales, how to talk to them and get it in contract. And I was at that point in time, I was having trouble selling it. And I found somebody locally um, through YouTube. Um, great guy, by the way. Um, still friends with him. He's he's kind of low-key. And he he showed me, like, hey, this is this is this is why you're, you're the properties you're getting in contract aren't selling, you're just getting them price too high. You got to come in lower. And so um, I had an online uh, mentor and then I had a guy that was locally here that also helped me out. And in that time frame of working with the guy locally, that was, I was probably like seven months deep in the wholesaling, no results and a lot of pressure, you know, um, we get a duplex and contract together through a bandit sign. And he had been doing this now for like four years. So he had an established buyer's list. We partner together and we do a deal together within like 45 days of um, being in his program. And I made, you know, um, we split $24,000, right? And I was like a huge win for me because I'm like, okay, this real estate thing is real. I just made money. I basically flipped the house without even owning it. It was a contract that I signed to an end buyer. I'm like, this is some belief, you know, like you just, I remember sitting in that house that was going back to the bank and I just was like, so happy. I got the news on a Friday. Right. And I'm like, I just let out this big screen by myself. Everyone was like, I was just like, yes, we, I can do this. I that, did it. I created money from nothing. Right. Nothing. And, and that was the, that was it. That was that spark, that belief. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this again. And I did it again, did it again, 
Um, and it, it, you know, I'm like, all right, well, now I'm going to build out my team. Not, I mean, I just needed an assistant. So um, virtual assistant, right? And then slowly but surely got into, found a, um, another guy that was doing it in the market, partnered up. We kind of partnered and, and created this wholesaling business. And um, we wholesale a lot of houses and then he was going uh, a different direction. I was going a different direction. I still wanted to do wholesaling, he wanted to buy and hold. And that that right there was like a mindset shift right there because I I was so used to that transactional um, business that when he was telling me like, hey, we should probably hang on to assets, you know, I'm like, I didn't know that yet. It was a, it was a different me. I was just wanted to flip, right? Because I was kind of like- You were addicted wow. to that fast cash. Is that what you're saying? I was this, I was addicted to that, and then also too, it was kind of like I didn't want to own any houses because I was kind of like burned out from that one that I had to get back. So I'm like, let's just flip, right? But the real wealth is in owning assets. And so as we parted ways, um, I was still flipping. I was flipping by my own at that time, but I'm thinking I'm like, man, he he's right. You know, like I'm always chasing the deal. And at the end of the day, I'm going back to zero, where if I started holding on to this and not giving away the golden goose, the, the asset, the monthly income that I can keep, you know, I can start actually, you know, building something here that's wealth. And, you know, when we were at a, the DM event, Bobby was talking about, look, you got you to gotta focus on the wealth. Like you can get really rich or you can have wealth right and wealth is from ownership and in 2000 and um really 11 that's when i started to really see like hey i am getting some new deals here i just need to find private capital to take these down learn how to rehab and property management and property manage these things and start building a portfolio and i got my first taste of it in uh, 2012 uh, my now business partner, Dave, and I um, had connected um, in like past uh, mastermind groups and we stayed in touch. And, um, you know, I was telling him, I had a conversation with him back in San Diego um, when I was a, uh, I was invited to a real estate conference that was um, about a, a software product for wholesaling. I get up on stage and I'm like, hey, I'm from Ohio, seeing some results from this. Amazing. I was like a testimonial. I connected with him because he's a Cleveland guy and <clears throat> I'm Columbus. So we're like, Hey man, let's just stay, let's stay in touch. There might be some things that we could do in the future. You know, I'm uh, at the time he was on the road um, working with an education company selling and we, we just stayed in touch. He's a great networker guy. This like, he was a, um, it stood out when he, he sent me a handwritten like, thank you card. I'm like, dog, oh, this guy, this guy knows what he's up. You know, this yeah, guy that, cares. I like it. Yeah relationship guy and and so we kept in touch and then um somehow out of the blue like the universe gives you what you want it gives you opportunities right when you have this right and he called me out of the blue he's like hey what are you up to now i'm like hey look i'm actually i'm, I'm raising capital because i want to start buying these deals and, and packing them away here's some numbers this is like crazy numbers but i can be all in on a house for twenty five thousand, and it's going to rent for 750 or eight, 800 bucks a month He's like, what? It's like, yeah, this, this is, this is, this is, uh, you know, Ohio back in 11, 10, 2010, 11 and 12. Those are the numbers back then. 
like, oh, I want to get in on that. And he was my first lender, actually, one of the first lenders. We bought a duplex together um, and, you know, got it filled. That was the first one. And we're like, all right, well, what's the next? Well, we have these package of homes. We need to, like, this came from our, the marketing that I was doing. Like, we've got to take these, like, seven or eight, seven or eight down. Like, we got to raise capital. And he's like, well, I'm going to come off the road here because um, I want to do this real estate stuff. Let's sit down and meet. We had dinner. And we're like, I think this is, this is going to work. You're going to bring some resources in. He had a lot of relationships with private money. And, and I had the infrastructure and all this already in Columbus. So it literally was done on like a handshake and a, you know, over dinner. Um, we obviously got the LLC and signed all that stuff after the fact, but that's how like it started. It was, after, it was, it was quick. It was like, Hey, these are the numbers. What can you bring to the table? I've got this, you know, we can really ramp this up. And, and that first year, uh, Mike, we, we bought like 24 homes Jeez. and it, it was, it was like our hair was on fire because I mean, sitting down in the kitchen, stack of bills, figuring out, um, uh, property management on our own the lenders that we found was from um you know the uh from his relationship and literally this is how we found him he just got his phone and started calling people on his phone a lot of them were people that he had done business with in um az because he was also wholesaling um back in the day and it's it's so you know i was telling you he wrote that handwritten yeah right he relationship the relationships were there and he all he did was just saying hey i'm in columbus we're buying these properties i don't know if you want to get involved or if you know anybody what that wants to get involved that we're um, raising some capital to take these down that was it it was like and uh and we found two guys out of arizona that wanted to get in on it now you know it, we had to to give up a little bit of equity but at that point we're like yeah, we should, we're taking some chances on two young guys, you know? And so we raised that capital, we raised about half a million dollars that first year and bought 24 homes in uh, literally a, a, a four month period. And um, they were established in Arizona. They have like 300 properties. So they helped us out with the management, um, managing rehabs and contractors and um, all that process. So that was, that was invaluable. That was like the best thing that could ever happen. Right. And so we, um, next year we bought more homes. Um, we also still were selling, but you know, that's, that's how it all started. And now we, you know, we have, uh, north of 300 assets. Now it's, it's crazy. It's like, it's, it all started from, from that though, from that, like raising money from the relationships that we've already had and learning as you kind of like, we, I, I didn't, I didn't get any coaching to, to manage contractors or anything like that back then. It was just really leaning on those guys. And they were just super receptive, super, super nice guys. We still have a, a great relationship with them. But that's how it started, man. The power of digging a well before you're thirsty, right? I, I see so many people trying to call on individuals. Can you help me? No. Okay, then I'm going to forget about you, right? And then they just keep going about their life. However... What happens to them is that they are constantly looking for that transaction, right? That sale. And they never get stronger. What this guy brought to the table was a stack of relationships that he probably watered and nurtured for a very long time. So whenever he had that opportunity, called them up, 
okay, I trust you. I know you all that. Let's do some business together. That would never have happened unless that relationship was nurtured. And I think what you're saying there is, Hey, if you're listening to this right now, nurture relationships. Some people have already made it. All right. Quit trying to just do business with people who've made it. Find people around you, establish relationships. So five, 10 years from now, your network, your Rolodex is so strong that you can pick up the phone and call them and capitalize or take down a deal instantly, right? Yeah, that's why I really like uh, the group that we're in because, um, you know, that's that's what DM is all about. It's relationship capital. And it's something that we do all the time now. Like, you know, somebody that uh, that's in our network that's going through a, an amazing life event, you send a quick voice message, you send a video, you know, you stay in touch. You know, you really make it personable. You really care, you know, like get the whole transactional thing out of the way and make it more of a long-term play. Um, yep. Because uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, you're, you're always, you always got to be planting seeds and eventually they're going to pop up. You never know. You never know. Oh, I, I get Sometimes I get a phone call sometimes and I'm like, dude, you remember me? I stopped by the office and, um, you know, I, I came in and, and you guys helped me out with certain thing that I, I had an issue with or like I was needing help. Just want to say thank you. Is there anything that you need? I saw that you're looking for salespeople, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I got somebody that might be a good fit. I'm like, oh, forgot about that. <laughs> but, you know, I remember helping that guy, you know? So you, gotta, you just got to think more long-term than the short-term game. And that, that was that, the whole thing, like going from just wholesaling to buying and hold, thinking the long-term game really opened my mindset to that. You know, it's, you got to think long-term. And I think the, you talk about this in your book when it comes to the mindset and clarity, it's probably my favorite chapter because I'm just so obsessed with talking about clarity. But once you get out of the scarcity mindset and you start thinking of abundance, you're thinking, wow, you know what? I could build something that's way bigger than where I'm at right now. And you do have to start thinking longer term. You start making moves in accordance with that. They're the better moves, right? You assemble a better tribe, a better team. And uh, you're not all about the uh, the one night stand where let me just get this and then move on. So you're building something that other people want to be a part of, right? They're not looking for the quick buck per se. They're looking for let's build something together that we're really proud of that we could share about for years to come and it will increase our wealth, right? So it's it's a different mindset. And I had to break that because uh, I realized that there's only so much you can do when you're focus on the bills at the end of the month, right? You're making these short-term decisions. You're not building relationships. You're thinking about yourself. You can't get out of your own way. And the moment you're able to pay the bills, then you might have some air to say, okay, well, for me to never have to deal with this again, let me start building the business the right way with the right people. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're spot on, man. It, it's, um, you, you kind of have to get yourself out of that day-to-day sometimes to really think that's the best thing that we could do as entrepreneurs, as leaders, is to take yourself out of that rut of, you know, whatever it is, take some time away from that and clear your mind and really just think, you know, that's like with a clear mind, that's one of our best things. I do that in the morning. You probably do it some, some during your run. Um, but that, you know, that's like the, the time when you can really sit and think like, what do you want to create today? What are the things that are getting me out of how can I get out of the, the the administrative or anything that's like mundane that's getting you out of your creative juices? Because when you're out of that, you feel you just kind of feel stuck a little bit, and you're not as juiced. 
like I get juiced with this, you know, but there's still some other stuff that I got to do. Like after this, I also get juiced when I'm, I'm meeting with my, um, my sales manager here uh, in a half an hour. And I want to, what I want to do is I want to really um, talk to him about his goals, like the long-term goals, not just like, oh, what are we going to do for this quarter? It's like, like first year, second year, third year, like, where do you see yourself? Like, how can I help you get there? Right. That's, I get juiced about that now, but I never, I never used to think like that. You know, I never really did. It's like, you, you gotta, um, you, you gotta look at the mentors that you, um, uh, and, and how uh, they succeeded. Well, the mentors that you and I both have, it's like, well, they succeeded because they really cared about their people mm-hmm. and long-term and not just the short-term, you know? And when you have meetings with your people like that, when you were telling me you're meeting with somebody that's been in your organization forever and then you're elevating them to this whole new thing that's going to change their lives, right? That's the same thing. It's, you got to think long-term and you got to actually get out of the, the day-to-day sometimes and sit there and really think about the bigger picture because that's that's really what we're here to do. We're, you know, CEOs, business owners, we got to think of the vision and share that vision. That's the biggest thing that we got to do. And yeah, yeah, if if you are getting stuck with that day-to-day, get it done, get it systemized so that you can hand it off to an assistant as fast as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great whenever the light bulb goes on for you, but if you can you can take somebody from where they're at and move the needle in their life and then get them to where you're at mentally and see the light bulb turn on for them, then all of a sudden it gives you whole new meaning to this entrepreneur game, right? You're setting other people free mentally and potentially financially. And that is so rewarding to see that happen. You could see them go from this individual who is just there for a paycheck potentially to now using this career to uh, build the life they want. And uh, yeah, that's the power of entrepreneurship. You nailed it with that. The book, guys, is called Game, Set, Match. If you want a copy, go to rjpapino.com. And uh, let me just read off a little summary. Business is a game. Real estate is a game. And life is just a series of games. Much like tennis, the key to success starts with the mindset that you can win. That's huge. You know, you have to believe that you can take down that deal, accomplish that, you know, break that metric, accomplish that goal of building something that lasts. In this book, RJ Pepino will provide the playbook on how to develop the mindset, strategies, and drive to win on a whole new level. How to crush the game of business and scale your real estate portfolio to millions. What's the best way to get a hold of you, RJ? I oh wait, before we get to that. Guys, check out his, I think it's TikTok, but most likely his Instagram is just amazing. All right. I've seen this dramatic shift where you are now giving so much value with a with a ton of humor. Those two pieces together, something happened recently, but I'm seeing your personality shine. What happened? What 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 made you turn into this person that is like putting your personality out on full display, but also giving a ton of value? I've, I've noticed this change. Yeah, I, thank you for noticing that because in the in the beginning of me getting in front of the camera, it's like still, still like that. That is one thing that I, uh, I'm working on. It's getting a little bit more comfortable, um, and and really, what I've learned how to do that is just don't make it about yourself. Make it about your audience and who you're talking to. Making a make it about them and take yourself out of it. Right. Talk about in the book, removing the ego, um, and you're going to be in a lot better shape. So, I started looking at um a buddy of mine's uh tiktoks and you know 
because I, I, that's how I work. I need to model success. And one of the things that um, I, I saw is like, you just have to be you. You, you got to be you. And I have a little bit of that funny side and uh, there's a serious side and all that. But if, if I can um, combine a little bit of funny, a little bit of me into an education piece, people like that. They, they want to see your version because all the concepts that I'm talking about, it's already out there. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get concepts and then you kind of talk about it a little bit differently. So it makes it your own. But all the concepts that we're talking about in my book or real estate, like it's been out there already. It has been like, you know, and it's just, it takes good marketing really um, to, to trick you in a sense of like, Hey, this is like a exclusive thing. No one's ever done it before. Okay. Everyone's done it before. The stuff that's already out there is out there. You can get it for free actually. But what you're getting from a, some, a mentor is that their, their own um, experience that they can share with you and that permission to succeed from them. And so, you know, when I put out my content, it is, it is absolutely me in front of the camera with my own twist of it. There's an idea of it, right? But then I, I put my little things in there that, that makes it myself. Um, and I, I, you know, I learned from, from, from pretty much everybody that is good at making content. You, you just gotta see what's working. You gotta stay up to kind of par on, on what is in, um, you know, viral or like what's in the news, like the, the, you know, the latest thing is like these banks coming in. So, you know, I put, I put out a little bit more engaging content. Um, you know, I don't want to put like doom and gloom out there, but I'm asking like, Hey, you know, what do you think is going to happen in the real estate game with, you know, the, uh, the banks going under? That was a good thing. And people were answering and I share that. It's a little funny. Some people are taking stabs at real estate and thinking that it's, it's going to crash and, you know, and then there's like trends that come out. So you kind of want to emulate the trends a little bit, but people really want to see you be you, you know, they're following you. They've been following you. You just don't know. They're watching you in their stories. They're waiting. They're, they're, some of them are waiting for you to fail. And they're like, ah, I knew that wasn't the right thing, you know, but you come out and you're just like, look, I failed today, but here's what I learned. You know, hey, I succeeded today, but this is what I learned. Hey, this is me. I'm showing up today. I'm a little tired today. Ooh, but guess what? I'm still at it. You know, they like that. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be following you, and eventually, they're gonna be like, you encourage them to take action. And you're like, I want to join the tribe. You know, I'll and I will tell you, I will tell you, when you started to do that, I liked you more because your personality was it was stuff that was very humorous to me. And then I noticed. Like some of the things I was posting, I'd be like, oh man, that's hilarious. And then I would see you like, like it or comment on it. And I'm like, oh, he's got the same humor as me. We, we find the same shit funny. All right. He's my, he's my people. So Dr. Joe Dispenza has this amazing quote, your personality cre creates your personal reality. And the moment you put your personality out there in full display, it's a weird how the universe starts serving you with those people more and more. And if you, if you hide it, you're only hurting your chances of building a real relationship. And I'm seeing you do that more and more is that you are putting your personality out there, building a real tribe, a real relationship with people. And then there is, there's no shock to somebody when they meet you, what they see online is exactly who you are in person and vice versa. And that's the difference maker compared to other people out there. So awesome work, dude. I'm uh, 
I'm just everything you put out there. Some of the stuff is just hilarious. So keep doing it, man. Really, really well done. And I appreciate it. I like your stuff too, by the way, your stuff. You're, uh, I think Fraser is calling you the meme Lord. <laughs> that is, you find some really good stuff out there. Um, yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, you know, if you need me, if you want me to pop up and we can have another talk, great. Um, I love uh, being able to uh, share these, share my stories and go back and forth about some of the things that uh, very similar kind of things that we're up to and uh, similar journeys and transformations and what we've learned um, along the way. So thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah. I always like talking to people who uh, have a very similar mindset when it comes to business, America and freedom. So guys, if you want a copy of this book, like I said, rjpepino.com. Check him out. Follow his TikToks and his Instagram. Get in touch with him. He's easy to find on Google if you just want to Google him. So uh, remember, guys, you are only as strong as your circle. And if you write a million-dollar book, it will lead to a million-dollar life. We'll see you soon.